so much for joining us for another week of Sluts and Scholars. We hope you enjoy the episode. Remember that you can follow us and see all of our upcoming news and episodes on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and please email us with your questions and wonderings at slutsandscholars at gmail.com. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars, where we talk smart and fuck smarter. I'm Simone. And I'm Nicoletta. And this week, we are super excited to welcome our friend and colleague, Ashley Manta. She likes to talk about sex a lot, and it's not too taboo for her. You know, what else isn't taboo for her? Cannabis. In fact, this bubbly buxom blonde has become a sought-after authority on mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her canisexual trademark brand. As a professional sex educator, writer, coach, and facilitator, Ashley has people helps people navigate these topics to make sure they are interacting, loving, and feeling their best in and out of the bedroom. She has presented at mainstream, adult, and cannabis events like South by Southwest, High Times, Harvest Cup, and the Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit, and the Cannabis Wedding Expo. Whoa. What is that? Um, You can also catch her on a recent episode of the new show on Viceland called Slut Ever. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Oh my god, we're so happy and that you're having note, us. We got to hang out with you at AVN, which was a blast. Yeah. That was so much fun. I am thrilled to pieces that we got to have that lovely dinner, and you two are delightful. Aw, thank you. Speaking of delightful, for some people is pot. And I'm really curious about how the intersection of marijuana or cannabis and sex has become your calling. Absolutely. So I've been a sex educator for 10 years now. So I've been doing this a while and cannabis was not part of my sex education until around 2014 or 2015. Um, I moved to California in 2013 and that changed the game for me because I was living in a prohibition state, Pennsylvania, and I finally moved to a medical cannabis state, California. And that made all the difference getting to actually have medical cannabis from a dispensary where I could go in and Mm. say, I want to feel this and this, but not that and that, and have someone hand me something. Um, And what I found is that as a sexual assault survivor, I have PTSD, I have um, physical symptoms of trauma, like pain with penetration, and cannabis actually helped me get back into my body and enjoy sex in ways that I hadn't in a really long time. And I realized that no one was really talking about that, about sex and cannabis from a sexuality education perspective or from about cannabis as a way to help with sexual trauma and becoming sexual and feeling pleasure again. How do you feel like it helped you with your trauma? It really helped me um, get out of my head when I would be having the really rushing thoughts and, Mm. and flashbacks and anxiety when my heartbeat would be just like skyrocketing and I couldn't feel like I and I would feel like I couldn't catch my breath, cannabis would help really calm me down so I wouldn't have to take a Xanax. Like, I could just take a couple hits of my strain of choice. Interesting. And do you feel like that would affect people in different ways, obviously? Like, some people might have the same strain that you had and feel more anxiety or more flashbacks? Absolutely. Uh, Cannabis is a very unique substance, meaning it's unique to the person who's using it. They're... Mm -hmm tolerance, their biochemistry will all impact how it affects them. Um, You know, one in five people will have a really negative reaction to cannabis. Hmm. And so 
it's really important to start small, like with a puff and see how your body feels and then find the strains that are conducive to calming and relaxation and grounding and not, you know, that won't send you into next week. Interesting, because I would think that for like fucking, I would want like the up, up, up. Like I used to smoke a lot of pot and I don't really at all anymore. You've smoked pot? I'm such a fucking (laughs) squirt. It's terrible. No, I smoked so much and then I stopped buying, I stopped buying pot when I started learning about the cartel system and so I no longer wanted to participate in in that funding so I stopped buying pot. I got old asking my dealer, is this locally sourced? When I was living in a prohibition district, the District of Columbia. Anyway, so I stopped buying pot and now I moved to California and everything here is so strong I can hardly smoke anymore. But when I do like to smoke, I like the more upper kind because the down kind, I'm like, I can't do anything, let alone fuck. So I'm really intrigued by uh, the the prospect of like tr- finding like a grounding pot to be more like sexually intimate. Well, it's also, is it offensive if I for. say pot? Because you're like so proper and say cannabis. Like, what's that? <laughs> pot is totally fine. Weed is fine. Um, I don't say marijuana because it has a, a long history of racism. That's oh my gosh, really? Very much Wait, can you educate it? us on that? Because I don't know if I'm as informed. Absolutely. So um, back in the you know 1800s, rich people in the United States were using cannabis, but not in smokable form. They were using tinctures and it was a very common um, medicine for the elites. What's a tincture? Uh, a tincture is a liquid that goes in your mouth or under your tongue. And it's it's a way of uh, consuming cannabis where it's been extracted by oil or alcohol. Um, like if you've ever had the box flower essences are tinctures. They're just not cannabis tinctures. Whoa, interesting. Okay, so rich yeah. people were having tinctures. <laughs> rich people were having tinctures. And in the early 1900s, um, about 800 plus thousand um, Mexicans immigrated legally to the United States. And with it, they brought um, smokable cannabis. And in an attempt to demonize smokable cannabis and to discriminate against people of color, uh, the U.S. government started referring to cannabis as marijuana and making it sound really scary. Oh, and, and foreign. And foreign, and and wow. it was the same way that they used cannabis to um, to make it sound like, you know, innocent white women would be corrupted by, you know, African-Americans and their evil jazz music and Whoa. cannabis. So, like, it's, it's very deeply racist and... Uh, a lot of the people in the cannabis industry would prefer that it be referred to as, you know, the scientific name for the plant, which is cannabis. I feel cool. like I never hear anyone say marijuana except from that, like, sublime song that's like, marijuana cigarettes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> nobody says that. Does, do you know anyone who says that? I say marijuana, but I'm not going to anymore. Pot. Yay. Well, that's, do you feel like anyone can learn to like it? Because I know you were saying different <laughs> people have different reactions. Do you feel like anyone can learn to like it if they find the right strand? Strain. Strain. I obviously am not informed about (laughs) cannabis. It's okay. I think people can find ways that cannabis will enrich their lives and help them with various things that might be troubling them uh, if they spend the time finding the right products for them. Not everyone is going to want to smoke cannabis or vape it or do it in a way that causes uh, psychoactive effects of feeling high. However, there are ways to use cannabis uh, like through topicals that actually don't get you high. You can, 
if you have chronic pain, yeah, or um, for example, Nicoletta's poor little feet were hurting her at the AVN convention. And when she you was said like, that so sadly, Nicoletta's poor little feet. She was in so much pain, and Ashley was there. She's like, "Would you like some CBD oil?" And she rubbed it on her little pain. T- no, tootsies. no, she gave she gave me a um, a little dropper in my mouth. Um, and yep, I took that was it, a tincture. Yeah, and I took it under my tongue. Um, I did not feel high, but I definitely. Oh, I thought you rubbed little CBD oil on your little tootsies. No, but I do. You are. I feel like I am being talked down to about my sore feet. No, you just wore. You didn't wear <laughs> comfortable Cinderella shoes feet. to a convention. <laughs> That's not. My they were new. They new were so boots. fucking cute. But yeah, no, I took the the tincture that you gave me, and um, I definitely felt more relaxed, but did not feel high at all. Like, how does that happen? How do they get the THC part out of it so that you can have a topical or even an oil, and it doesn't affect you like that? So here's the interesting thing about the oil that you used. Um, it was a three to one CBD to THC oil. So there was a little bit of THC in it because <gasps> THC and CBD work synergistically with each other to mm-hmm. um, unlock your endocannabinoid system, which is your body's own um, endogenous system that mm-hmm. actually works with cannabinoids. And so the interesting thing about CBD, uh, which is stands for cannabidiol, is that it counteracts the psychoactive effects of THC. Okay. So if you were to get too high, you could take CBD and it would bring you down. Oh, things I wish I'd known I in high just, school. Okay, I had a terrible experience in college. And oh. I'm like, because people say like, oh, you can't OD on marijuana. But I mean, you I'm sorry, can cannabis. get too high. Yeah. But you can feel like you want to die. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, my fucking, we had someone in our, um, in the co-op that I lived in who was dealing and he had to go back to Hawaii for, I don't know, the Christmas break. And so before he left, like they made a thing of edibles for everyone to have these like seven layer bars. Um, that they were like, oh, let's get rid of the rest of this, you know? And Mm -hmm. so as someone who, like, didn't smoke very much, didn't inhale, just kidding. Um, So as someone who didn't smoke very much, I, like, split a little square with, like, four people. Um, And first, you know, I felt like it wasn't working, but I knew not to take more. So I was like, whatever, it just won't work. Then it got to a place where I was, like, immobile, like I couldn't, I couldn't move. So I Catatonic. like, yeah, I like sunk into the love sack that I was sitting on at this party and was like, I can't, I can't ever leave here. And then it turned Never. into this like laughing time where we couldn't stop laughing. And then I got back to our house somehow and our RA thought it would be a good idea to put me in the basement because she's like, oh, it's quiet down there. Like you can relax. Did she know you were potted out of your brain? Yeah, I was like, I'm really high. I need some help. And she was like, oh, just go in the in the basement and hang out in the chill space down there. There's no fucking windows down there. And so I go down there. You, and, you were going to die. Yeah, you I was like, the walls died. are closing in. I'm dying. I crawled <laughs> oh, out of the basement oh. on all fours and like found my friend and like grabbed her by the leg and was like, like help, I'm dying. <laughs> Oh, and I was having these like like these mini like seizures almost these little like twitches. Yeah, yeah. My best friend in high school, she smoked so much pot once she like time like got wigged out and she couldn't stop twitching and like just like time kept on changing. Yeah, and then I called my parents and told them I was dying and then put the phone down. Mm. So (laughs) what happened to me, Ashley? Help me, help me love CBD and cannabis again. (laughs) Okay, so. Everyone I know, including most cannabis, regular cannabis users, has at least one horrific edible story. Homemade edibles are a disaster waiting to happen. Yes. Because you (laughs) cannot dose them properly. And with edibles, less is more like to the nth degree 
small, small amounts of edibles, like two milligrams for people who don't smoke very often or at all. So less is, is more and more is too much. Yes. <laughs> less is more and more is too much. And it takes up to two full hours for the effects to set in. Yes. So, so many people I know, including myself, have run into the fatal flaw of Time taking stopping. an edible, not yeah. feeling anything oh, I don't after feel it. <laughs> 45 minutes or an hour. And you're like, let's just do another one. And so you end up doubling your dose. And somewhere around the two and a half hour mark, the walls are melting. Your face is falling off. And you're like, what have I done with my life? Yes, you are describing my experience. (laughs) It makes me want to do edibles again. Oh, God, not today. Been there. Well, I wish you were here because we wanted to put some some topical stuff on because I would love to talk more about that. Yes, let's talk about topicals. And also, at some point, I want to circle back to the kinds of cannabis that um, are good for sex because oh, yes. it is different for everybody. I would not like just to not circle back to that and talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Because um, one time I was really high. Well, no, you talk, Ashley, and then I'm going to share my cannabis and sex story. I'm so excited to hear your cannabis and it's sex story. fucking insane. <laughs> so the, the sort of key question when it comes to combining cannabis and sex is how do you want to feel? Like, People ask me all the time, what's your favorite strain for sex? And I can't answer them for two reasons. Depends on the kind of sex. Three it depends what kind of sex. Am I doing like energetic, frenzied, lustful, holy fuck, I don't stop, I need yep. you right now sex? Yep. Or am I doing like the slow, lovemaky, passionate sex that's also very hot? Okay, or so if it it's the like, former. Wait, there's a third thing, there's a third thing. Oh, there's more sex? Lots oh, there's, of kinds there's of sex. more. Oh my, there's infinite kinds of sex. <laughs> there's that's way the more thing. kinds like, of sex. You know, there's, there's a spectrum <laughs> Am of, I going to be in public? Is my, other, is my partner right. also consuming probably is a question as well. What are my time constraints? Is it something where I have four to six hours, which is how long an edible takes? Or is it something that I need to be done being high in like a couple of hours, which is how long inhalables take? Or do I not want to be high at all because I have kids running around and I need to be fully present, so I am just going to use a topical. You know, you can you can play with all of those things. So that's those are all factors to consider. Just not great to ways to be creative. So many ways to be creative, and you can really have fun like finding the right strains for you. Like keep track of them and yeah. like masturbate and and all of that good stuff. But oh, it's I think also it's so interesting like, just that you have to. Sorry to cut you off, but I think no, you, what you're saying about really in terms of figuring out what the right strain is, it seems like you have to be really mindful about what kind of sex you're going to have. Like you have and to how actually- how you're feeling that day. How you're feeling that day. Like you're actually thinking about sex and in a different way, not necessarily because you're high, but just in terms of adding another dimension to your sexual experience. You have to think about it very thoughtfully, which I like. Yes, exactly. And that's what I want people to do. Like, that's my sex educator side coming out of being like, all right, let's let's really like deconstruct sex and what it looks like and what it feels like and how we go about it. And you get to decide. You're a grown-up. Like, the coolest thing is your sex life doesn't have to resemble anyone else's on the planet. So what's going to work for you in this moment with this partner or by yourself? And like, go from there. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you decide? Yeah, so if I came in and I was like, I want to have that like crazy have to have you right now, um, like raunchy sex, and I have unlimited amount of time, what would you okay. tell me? So my next question for you then would be, what is holding you back from having that frenzied, lustful sex? Ooh, um, let me think. Okay, perhaps the amount of time that, my partner and I have committed to playing. 
Okay, so you like want spending it to time be- like playing, and I, I hate to use the word foreplay because we like to think of that can be the finale also. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the time the time taken, like especially in a long term relationship, sometimes it becomes this like okay, we'll kiss and then we'll have sex and then we're done. So even if you have six hours to spend fucking, you don't actually yeah. use the six hours. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Absolutely. So for that situation, I would suggest something that is actually going to slow you down a little bit so that you take your time, but that will also heighten pleasure. So um, in addition to cannabinoids, there are these things called terpenes. And terpenes are what make plants in general smell like things. So linalool is a terpene that's in lavender, and that's what makes lavender smell like lavender. Oh, I'm learning so much. Linalool, that's Yay! my new scrabble this word. is Sluts and Scholars. <laughs> I feel so scholarly about linalool. Yeah. So linalool is relaxing. It's a sedative like lavender. You use lavender for grounding, for calming, for feeling relaxed, and same concept. So if you look at the test results of the product that you're buying, which hopefully the product you're buying has test results that breaks down cannabinoid and terpene profiles, you can say, oh, this has a lot of linalool in it. So this is going to be a little bit more relaxed and sedate, but not sleepy necessarily. Um, If it has something called limonene in it, which smells like lemon, it's very citrusy, it's very euphoric. That's why lemon kush is like, like the lemony ones are the kind I like. (laughs) So if you want that like playful curiosity, euphoria, something with more lemon in it. And so you can kind of follow your nose. Like you can learn to train your nose the way that you train your palate for wine. Whoa. Oh my God. And now like, I mean, now with it being legal here, though there aren't that many stores that you can just walk into, um, for the ones that you can walk into, like if you went in and asked your bud tender, like, hey, I'm looking to feel this way, like what's in this? They'll just tell you? They should be able to tell you if they have test results and if the bud tenders have been well-trained. What's the the one that's not linalool? Limonene. So like, excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Could I have some with some high limonene? Yeah, I mean, ostensibly, a good bud tender should know terpenes, and there really? are really okay, pretty common ones. Like the ones I know, sort of off the top of my head, are like limonene, linalool, pinene, which smells like pine and is really good for alertness and focus. Myrcene, um, which smells like hops and is kind of more earthy. Uh, that one is very sleepy and yep. sedative. Knew it. And That's why uh, I hate beta Sorry, what which one? is found in black beta caryophylline. Okay. Um, it's found in black pepper. It also brings you down and counteracts the um, the anxiety and the paranoia if you get too high. So you can actually chew on black peppercorns if you're feeling too high, and it will help bring you down a little bit. Pro tip: I wish you would have been there. <laughs> I was stuck in the love sack. <laughs> <laughs> But I the, wish I would have been there. Yeah, same. But this is like, I feel like this is giving me a whole new light on, I don't know, being open to try it because I feel like I had that experience and it really just turned me off. But there are so many diverse ways to explore this that could potentially be positive and enjoyable. I felt like it like ruined my my view on cannabis as a whole. What? That bad experience in college. Oh. And that's so common. People will have one really bad experience and then just kind of push back from the table with cannabis. And I get it, but... That's kind of how I am with tequila. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And like, I fully understand and support people taking care of themselves and their bodies. But my invitation to anyone who's had a bad experience is like, meet up with somebody who knows about cannabis, who can kind of guide you through finding products and strains that work for you and give it another shot, especially folks who have chronic pain. 
Like that is such a valuable thing that cannabis can help with. Um, if you have like arthritis or, or I've got like all sorts of bad knees, bad shoulders, bad everything. And like topicals totally save my ass. Not to mention using topicals on your genitals is an option. Oh yeah. Tell us more. So last night I was actually on a TV show called Slut Ever Ooh, and they were doing their Congratulations. Thank you. They were doing their stone sex episode and they were talking a lot about um the thing that has become colloquially known as weed lube, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a misnomer because it's not actually lube. It's more like a pre-lube or a marinade for your genitals. Pussy marinade. Pussy marinade, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the company that they showcased on the show was called Quimrock which is an amazing women-owned company out of San Francisco. Okay. And they make this fantastic oil. Um, They have two blends. One's sensitive and one is curious. It has like essential oils in it. But their sensitive blend, which is my favorite, has just coconut oil, THC and CBD, and a little bit of tea tree oil, um, which is great for like balancing pH and um, helping with people who are prone to infections. Like I'm prone to really chronic UTIs, and it really helps with that. And so really? it doesn't irritate your vulva at all. Exactly. And so you apply it 25 minutes before sexy fun time, sort of let it marinate, and um, THC is a vasodilator. So vasodilator um, basically just means that it it expands the blood, blood vessels, yeah. which allows more blood flow to go to the area. It's uh, Viagra is a vasodilator. That's why the penis fills with blood. So if you can imagine that THC is like Viagra for your pussy. Yes. Um, and can you put it on on people with penises too? You can, but it's not as readily absorbed because the vulva has the exposed the mucosa. Membrane. Right. Yep. So okay. I have a theory that people who are uncircumcised, who have uncircumcised penises, might actually enjoy the benefits of infused topicals for genitals, but I don't have I mean, we don't have any hard data to back any of this up yet. Okay, but so your vases are dilated. Yep, <laughs> your you vases are dilated. You marinate for 25 minutes. <laughs> it's just yep. like, I feel like we're cooking. What are you feeling? The interesting thing is, I don't feel a whole lot of anything while I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. It's just like relaxation, maybe, like just kind of the the area feels relaxed, but otherwise I don't notice any acute sensations until I start playing with my body. Um, Touch feels better. What feels different about it? It feels more intense. Um, I notice touch in ways that I don't without the oil. Um, I find that like my entire pussy kind of lights up in areas that like it might not normally. Mm, That sounds nice. I notice a complete lack of pain with penetration, which is the most important thing for me. That makes me so glad to hear because I was wondering if this is something that could be helpful for dyspareunia, however you pronounce that. Dyspareunia? Yeah. Dyspareunia. I thought it was dyspareunia. Anyway, um, which is like— Dyspareunia? Anyway, <laughs> we can it's, say a it's, lot of it's, ways. it's a condition that like a lot of people with vaginas have where you just like have painful intercourse and there's not a lot of research done on how to resolve it. Mm-hmm. But— well, because a lot of it, I think, is, of course, there are some folks who deal with physical things. A lot of it is psychological. And so, like sure. you were saying, Ashley, if you get to a place where you can feel more comfortable and calm um, and get back to your body, then your muscles can relax. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's great for both of those things, potentially. You know, 
not everything works for everyone. So I'm certainly allowing room for like, this may not work for you, but it's really worked for me. And I had painful sex for a really long time. Mm. And was that from physical stuff or from some of the trauma you were talking about or a little bit of both? It was a little bit of both, um, mostly the trauma. And I found that like the psychological piece of, of um, pain with penetration is often that it it causes you to involuntarily clench. Right. right? And this I found decreased the clenching. Yeah, that would make sense. Do you put it up in your vagina or just on your vulva? I put it all over my clit, inner labia, and as much in my vaginal opening as possible. I I imagine it would also work well if you had like a lube shooter, but it's a little bit hard to get up there otherwise. So you don't have to rub it in. Just contact is sufficient. Contact is sufficient. Let it marinate and go to town. The one caveat, of course, is because it's oil-based, um, it's not compatible with latex condoms. That makes sense. And because what about I was your just butt? Thinking- oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I- Nicoletto's talking about your butt. I was thinking about like if you if you have like a low-hanging cervix or you're like lower in your cycle and your cervix is really low and your partner's penis or fingers is like hitting the back of your cervix and hurting you. I was thinking that might be nice too. But let's talk about butt stuff. Absolutely. Let's talk about butt stuff. So it's great for butt stuff. Um, There's a company that actually has suppositories that can be used vaginally or rectally. And what does that look like? Anybody wants to send us some samples? Like, we're open to it. Yeah, please. We will take a suppository and sit here on the podcast. Right? Well, I'm actually going up to Sacramento. Um, I'm going up to Sacramento this weekend to meet with a company about possibly developing a line of canisexual products. So uh, you two will be... Very high on my test subject list, if you so choose. you're on the move. All right. So a suppository looks like, um, I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. Okay, I've had a suppository when I had stomach stuff, which is not as sexy as cannabis, but it looks like a little, like a little rocket. It's like a little pill. It's like a big ass pill. It's a great way to describe it. Yeah. They're so Uh, common in France. My mom used to call them poo-poo rockets. (laughs) That's amazing, and I love your mom. <laughs> She's great. But we get a stomachache. She'd be like, "Do you want a poo poo rocket? A poo poo pot now rocket?" That sounds really fucked up. But no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it's fucked up at all. But so let's it's talk fine. about let's talk about poo poo pot rockets. Poo poo so pot rockets. It looks like a little rocket. Um, the company that makes them right now, they're oil based. So it's. Um, Coconut oil, cocoa butter, and CBD and THC. And if you use it vaginally, it's great for cramps. Um, a lot of people have reported success treating endometriosis symptoms. Whoa. And if you use it anally, it's really good for increasing pleasurable sensations and decreasing discomfort without numbing. And why I've, we've talked about this on a past podcast, but just for those listeners, like n- having it not numb is important because then you don't really know like what's hurting you. Like it could be exactly. tearing at things in your butt and you've numbed it. And so it's good to really oh. get in your body and relax on your own. Um, I mean, if you want to add anything to that, Ashley, I think it's that's a, definitely an important um, yeah, way to look at it. I'm so glad you brought that up because you're right. Pain exists for a reason. Pain is your body's way of telling you that something's wrong, that you need more lube, that you need to slow down, that you need to use something smaller, you know, whatever it is. And the receiver should always be fully in control of the pace mm-hmm. and and everything when it comes to anal penetration. Like when they're ready for penetration, like stay on the outside to begin with, checking in with them about size and like what's happening. Is it okay if I you know, slide in and out? Do you want just pressure? Like the the receiver should always be fully in control. And if they can't feel their body because they've numbed it, 
they're not able to be as um, savvy with their body Mm -hmm. and and ask what they need. So things like analies, I just, I cringe every time I see them or see them recommended. Analies? Yeah, like analies. It's basically benzocaine for your ass. No! It breaks my heart. It's terrible. And I think, like you said, there's maybe ways to have some relaxing side effects without numbing, it sounds like. Are there any— um, I also think if you're doing something that requires you to numb yourself, like, you probably should not be doing that. Or at least doing it in the way that you've done so far. Right. Exactly. Um, is there any negative Because also, if effects? you're numbed, you can't feel pleasure, too. Right. Also and it could numb the other person, you know, if they're inserting something. Yep. Um, oh, well, speaking of, like, numbing the other person, um, let's say I put this oil on— Marinade. Yeah, mar- sorry, marinade. <laughs> I'm marinating. Getting hungry. Um, and I have my partner go down on me. Can they get high? They absolutely can. So <laughs> this is a really important uh, other caveat to using oils. First of all, you want to let it sit that, you know, 25 minutes— Mm-hmm. so that it sinks in. If they go down on you right away, they might as well have just dumped the entire bottle into their mouths. Would you advise against that? <laughs> I would absolutely advise against that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cannabis oil is not meant to be inedible. I don't even know. Like, Someone wrote an article about drinking a whole bottle of, of weed lube, and I was just like, wow, that is the most clickbaity bullshit I've ever heard. But what happened to them? Uh, they felt terrible for days and days on end because— your body's not supposed to like swallow 30 milliliters of oil at a time. Fuck. Okay. Um, but um, so, yes, each spray of um, cannabis oil typically runs around two and a half milligrams per spray of THC, assuming it has THC in it. And so, two and a half milligrams of spray, if you're doing six to eight sprays, that's a pretty potent edible for your partner to then be putting in their mouth. But it's less potent for your vulva. It, it won't get you high with your vulva. At all. Uh, it won't. No, not at all. How does that like, work? Some people will, will say that they have some like lower body relaxation feelings, but you should not have any kind you of— get, You get drunk if you stick a tampon in your vagina. Yeah, so, like, so how does that work? How do you not get high from weed oil, the marinade loop? Um, because of the receptors, there's CB1 and CB2 receptors uh, throughout your body, and CB1 receptors are the ones that get you high. CB2 receptors are the ones that tend to deal with like inflammation in the body, and so your genitals are mostly packed with CB2 receptors. So it has nothing to do with bloodstream. There's a little bit to do with like the fact that it doesn't go through your digestive system and doesn't um, absorb through your lungs. So like there's, there's like it stays uh, pretty much around where you apply it. Exactly, it stays where you apply it. The same reason that if you took a bath in THC, you wouldn't get high. Like there's no amount of THC topical that you could put I'm on your body. <laughs> Wait, can you tell us some like just a list of some amazing maybe things that you've tried or creative ways that you've used cannabis and CBD like that would whether it would shock some people or not. Like, I just want to hear the range of, like, what what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've had my partner give me an infused massage with uh, with massage oil that has THC and CBD and, like, really yummy essential oils in it uh, from a company called Humble Flower Company. And that led into me giving him a hand job while he smoked a joint uh, with a strain called Connect from a company called Candescent. And that strain has a really neutral head and an elevated body. Mm-hmm. Give me that, so, give me that. <laughs> right? So it's really great for like being present and enjoying it. He had 
a number of energetic orgasms before he actually ejaculated, which was really great. So that led to us having penetrative sex. And while we were doing that, I was um, in doggy style and he was behind me and I was puffing on a joint from the Hepburns. Uh, which is <laughs> That's a great amazing, name, by the way. Hepburns. Right? It's so good. Um, Allie Butler is out of San Francisco, woman-owned company, fantastic branding, like just really on point. And it's really high quality flour rolled with like ice flour. Like the flour. The, the flour nuts, is the actual the green flour stuff that, that grows off smoke. Sorry, what? Flour is the green stuff. It is. Okay, uh, like the, the bud. The, the bud, the nugs. The nugs. Yes, the nugs, exactly. Flour is sort of a prettier way to say it if, you, sure if you're. Know. Them like I am. <laughs> um, so, okay, so you're doggy styles puffing on a Hepburn. Yep, which is very potent because it has ice water hash. Um, what is that? Hash made with so, ice water? <laughs> hash made, extracted with ice water, so there's no solvents. It's really clean. Yeah. Um, Good shit. Hash is a way of, um, on the outside of, of the flower, of the bud, mm-hmm. um, there's usually these little uh, things that look like crystals. The, the sparkly, frosty mm-hmm. awesomeness. Uh-huh. Um, those are called trichomes. Yep. And they are secreted by the plant, and that's where a lot of the THC and CBD and other cannabinoids live. And You are so, so knowledgeable uh, about I this. I know this stuff. I know this stuff because my high school boyfriend grew pot. I And I helped him make so hash awesome. ones. <laughs> yep, well, yep, so, yep. so go, take it from there. Tell me, tell me more about no. his hash process. No. We want to hear no, more about no. I don't think we did it style right. and Hepburns. Well, I, what I really okay. want to know, you can finish talking about hash, but I, what I really need to know, Ashley, is like, I want you to tell me about you fucking and then be like, babe, 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 hold on, and like scrambling for the joint and the lighter. Like, I'm very interested in how like you go from like getting, how you get the joint and the lighter during the sexual act. Everything. Yep. Or I guess, I guess it's just like get it, grabbing a condom. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what it's like so. Ashley is. <laughs> We have our um, our routine pretty much play. down at this point, which is really good. Like I, uh, thirty minutes before our dates, I will apply cannabis oil to my pussy so that by the time he gets there, like it's ready to go. I have my lube warmer turned on. I have the joint you and the lube lighter. Warmer? Yeah, experience warm. Oh my god, the experience warm touch is so freaking amazing, and it's also really good for warming up massage oil if you're not okay. like into lube for some reason, which I don't understand. But you know, it's all good. No judgment. No judgment. And it's uh, like bottle free, so you can it like just exactly gets you onto your, your own. hand. Yeah, which is so cool. And so I'll have my whatever joints I'm going to be offering or smoking out and ready with a lighter. And an ashtray, and they're all like right next to my bed on my oh, nightstand. Oh, so it's, it's like my it's like my like sex bag next to my bed with like yeah, like exactly. Lube. Yeah, it's just included. Yeah, and like there's my vibrator, and like there's you know a couple dildos or butt yeah. plugs or whatever we want to play with that day, and yeah. like it's all just kind of there as my as part of my pregame. So like that, I think that actually me asking you that shows that I have. I don't know if it's prejudice or stigma or just, like, I don't associate yet cannabis with, like, just another sexual toy, sex toy or implement or something like that. So I just want to call myself out Or just that people in general, I think, don't like when they feel like they have something that will take them out of the moment. And so people get upset during sex when it's like, oh, well, taking a, you know, getting a condom or getting lube takes me out of the moment or, like, something happened that was funny and we have to get back to it or, like, I have to pee or whatever it is, but it's fine to have, like, things that you have to grab and do, and I feel like there's ways yeah. to make it part of your fun play. It doesn't yeah. have to, you know, ruin the mood. 
Absolutely. My boyfriend and I fuck literally for hours. And so there are always water breaks and bathroom breaks and like smoke breaks. Like he'll run to the bathroom. I'll light up a joint, take a couple puffs, give him the joint as I'm going into the bathroom. Like we, we, it's like, um, it's like the pit crew. Yes. When you're race doing race car driving, like we just kind of fix everything. Like Fluff the, the liberator um, throw, which is like the waterproof thing that we lay out on my bed so I don't have to change the sheets every time. And Smart. like, you're we're just off you're the like races really again. good at sex. Yeah, you're really good at sex. How do I like, go for that long also? His dick is magical, I have to say. Like, <laughs> I, I largely credit him for that particular accomplishment. Um, but that you can draw it out into like a day, you know, like a fun day as opposed to just like a like time. Oh, yeah. The first weekend we went away together, maybe not the first weekend, but one of the early weekends, we used 17 condoms in one weekend. Get it. And not and just because like, they were breaking. No, not because they were broken, because <laughs> like we wore them out and we had to switch to a new one. Wow. Well, sa- uh, sadly, we don't have very long left. And an important yeah. question that we like to ask a lot of our guests, which I think applies to you maybe twofold, um, is just maybe how or if and when you've been prejudiced against for your work in the sex community. And then maybe in addition, how you've maybe had people uh, had stigma against you because of your involvement with cannabis. Absolutely. That is a real thing. Um, and that's not, couldn't be any more true than right now as I'm like willing myself to not read the comments on like the YouTube videos and clips from the show that aired last night. Have you read, have you read any shit. or you're really pushing against I read against a few. It. They were pretty harsh. Uh, uh, a lot of, a lot of body shaming and fat shaming was happening. Well, you know um, what? They're standing behind. About. They're sitting behind a computer, and you were just on like a great new hit show. So suck it. Oh yeah, I'm totally not sweating it. Like I know that I bring up a lot of things for people. Like the fact that I'm super open and positive about sexuality. I'm a woman. I'm curvy. I have herpes, and I'm open about that. Like I smoke weed. That's a lot of potential pain points for people that make them feel uncomfortable and yeah. like. Why should you get to do those things? So, like, I have a lot of compassion for my haters. I really do. Like, that doesn't good. give That's them permission good. to be it's assholes, but like, like I, I have compassion for them, and and I get that. Like, I'm not for everybody. Oh. But um, what I found is that on the cannabis side, people tend to assume I'm stoned all the time. That annoys me a lot because you know I do smoke a lot of weed. Like, I smoke every day, but because of that, my tolerance is really low. So, smoking every day is more like. Um, symptom management. It's great for my anxiety. It's great for like helping me sleep at night and much less about getting high because I stay high for about 20 minutes. Oh my God, I wish that's my dream. <laughs> to it's just have really it be nice a short little like, thing. I can't drive when I'm high and yeah. so like it's, it's, I can time it really nicely. So if I smoke at the beginning of the evening, I'm totally ready to go by the end. Well, and I think but, if anyone's questioning that, like just from a friend perspective, like you're doing so many things and becoming so successful in a variety of industries. Yeah. And if you were like too high to do things, I don't think you would be as successful as you are. Thank you. Thank you. So how do you deal with the negative comments then when you do get them? I just remember that there are a lot of people that I respect in both my industries, both mm-hmm. the sexuality community and, and the cannabis community, who really like my work and are really supportive of my work. And I'm pretty sure that those people who are experts in their fields know better than some rando on the internet. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I do have one question, though, and I'm curious about— so I I fully recognize and hear what all of the benefits of cannabis 
uh, as it relates to sex. And obviously, like, cannabis is in a very different world than alcohol or any other kind of substance that you put in your body to feel different, right? Mm-hmm. It is, but and. and or, but at the same time, yeah. I, like, I'm just concerned about people using any kind of substance um, to feel better. I don't know if I'm framing this properly because I'm— You're I'm just fully, wondering, like, are there any negatives and like, what are yeah, some ways are to ne- navigate this yeah. in the safest way possible? Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, therapist <laughs> Nicoletta. Does that make sense? Excellent. It totally makes sense. So there was one big facet that kept me from, like, combining sex and cannabis or being having that be my sex educator, like, area of expertise for a long time, and that was consent. Yeah, Because I come from the sexual violence prevention background of you don't mix substances in sex ever. Right. And so the way I've found to work with that is twofold. One, um, if you know yourself and you know your partner, you can make choices about your body and the substances that you're choosing to consume in a healthy and, and safe way. That's mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And two, for people who are new to cannabis, new to their partner, new to playing with sexuality, any in any way a novice, my advice to them is to negotiate before you medicate. I love or that. Or to use a non-psychoactive method. Okay. Um, that makes me feel a lot better. No, it's so important because, like, consent is the most important thing. And I don't ever want people to, like, get stoned and hook up with some random person at a party and be like, well, Ashley said this is what I should do. And, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is about being really deliberate and intentional with your choices. Exactly. About Coming partner back to mindfulness. setting. Um product that you're using, method of consumption. Like, I want you people to think about all of those things. Well, I really want them to be able to find you. I want them to be able to find me. How can people find you if they want to hire you or get in touch with you? If you want to find me on social media, you can follow me at Canasexual on Instagram, at Ashley Manta on Twitter. And uh, if you are interested in coaching, you can visit my website, which is Canasexual.com. And if you mention Sluts and Scholars, uh, I will give you 10% off your first package. Yeah. Okay, so if you mentioned Sluts and Scholars, 10% off. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Yeah, this was fucking awesome. If somebody wanted to, like, buy lube, wade lube, like, what would somebody, you Somebody, a.k.a. us, where can we buy well, the lube you're talking not about? Not where. Like, what should we get? Like, I've heard of Foria. Is that a good one? Go. Yeah? No? Foria is a great company. They were one of the original people to come out with infused lubes. Mm-hmm. Um, they are available through dispensaries. Quimrock is another one that I really like. Okay. Uh, if you want water-based, they actually do have a water-based THC and CBD lube out right now. Uh, it's called Velvet Swing. Uh, Mistress Matisse out of San, uh, excuse me, out of Seattle awesome. was the uh, creator of that, and they just expanded to uh, California. So those are all available in California. Other states, I don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry, you live in I only know the ones that are and local. And if anyone's listening and wants to buy it for us, uh, send us an email or follow yeah. us on Instagram or Twitter, uh, Sluts and Scholars on Insta, Sluts Scholars on Twitter, and Sluts and Scholars at Gmail if you want to send us some, you know, some free samples. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you, Ashley, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.